Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dr. Samaria M. Covert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I'm a licensed therapist and published author, and I help people to get free spiritually, emotionally, and mentally free through Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about, yep, my mic is on. We're going to talk about a subject um, that a lot of people, uh, I don't know if it's controversial, but, you know, we, we have to um, discuss. And the, the, the question I want to answer, and I want to discuss what my concerns are, and I want to make it very clear what my stance is concerning this, is um, the question um, is, am I against Christian counselors or coaches? Am I against Christian counselors or coaches? Um and I'm going to tell you again, uh, my stance is the answer is no, I'm not against Christian counselors or coaches. Some of my favorite people are actually coaches. Um, but I want to tell you what my concerns are. And I want to make people aware that mental health does matter. And I want people to understand that they need to see the appropriate people to assist you if you identify a mental health concern. So let me tell you uh, why some people may have assumed that or think that I'm against Christian counselors or coaches. And the reason why that is because I'm very very stern in all of my books I put disclaimers and all of my trainings I put disclaimers and I posted multiple times on my social media platforms um, my stance on treating mental health conditions and so um, let me just give you a clear background and I want to tell you why I'm concerned about this I'm concerned about this within the counseling community okay and again I'm not against Christian coaches or counselors all right and so who am I? As I said, I'm a licensed therapist. What does that mean? That means I'm licensed in the state of North Carolina to provide diagnosis and treatment of emotional and mental health uh, concerns, okay, or emotional wounds or mental illness, right? That simply means this. I went to undergraduate school. I went to graduate school. Shout out to Howard University. Y'all are my prayers right now. Uh, graduated from gra from Howard University Graduate School, set under, got provisionally licensed. Um, and at that time, um, yeah, it was called provisional license. Now it's called like an associate's license, which is the same as a provisional license. I sat under a fully licensed cl uh, clinician or therapist for about two years. Then I sat for a clinical test. Okay, then pass it the first time, pass it the second time, but hey, second time's a charm. I still got it. I still got my, I still got my LCs. You understand? That's my my license um, behind uh, right there. You can't see it. I know you can't see it in detail, but it is my license. Um, and so I did that, and that was over ten years ago. So I've been in the mental health field. I say about sixteen years, and but I've been licensed um, about a little over ten years, so almost eleven years at this point. And so when I say I'm an actual factual licensed therapist, like I did not get a certificate, I didn't get a certification. I am a real licensed therapist. Some people confuse it because I'm so bold about my faith and so bold about um, I'm a Christian. I love God, and I believe in spiritual concepts. I believe in deliverance ministry. I believe in inner healing. I believe in all these things. I practice um, these things. I believe in spiritual warfare. I wrote a book called Demons Delivered in Spiritual Warfare. I wrote a book called Psychological Warfare. I understand all of that. And yet, and still, I'm still a licensed therapist. I do own an actual mental health organization. We do accept um, uh, insurances contracts as that is like... Um, I think I grew up like to 27 at this point. Um, and for those who don't know, you cannot actually... Uh, be a, considered a healthcare provider, like a real, real healthcare provider, or even have an organization that accepts insurance unless you've gone through the process of becoming a licensed mental health professional, okay? And so I'm not against people 
who um, want to help people. I'm not against people who want to do counseling. I'm not against people who want to treat mental illness. I am adamant against people who do not make the distinction between what you do versus what I do and the limitations of that. You cannot do what I do or any other licensed clinician does if you have not gone through the protocol, right? And it sounds mean, I'm gonna hit you hard, of getting trained. That means if I say I'm going to do mental health counseling, that's not a six week course. That's not a five day course. That's not a coaching course. That means that you have to go through a school of higher education because mental illness is a, is a condition. This is why therapists who choose to, now you have therapists who don't bill insurance and that, that is their choice, but this is why they go through, they have to have graduate education, they have to go to graduate school, right? There's a reason why that is. Example, <clears throat> you need to see a lawyer, right? You, you face a hard time. Are you going to see a paralegal or are you going to see a real lawyer? You probably want to see a real lawyer. You need to have brain surgery, right? Yeah. Well, you can believe God, you can go see a pastor, but it may be that you guys just go ahead and have brain surgery, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So... <laughs> Are you gonna to go to somebody that got a certificate in six days to have brain surgery? There's a reason why therapists are therapists. And so this is really, really, really important. The reason why it's important is because everyone's saying mental health matters, mental health matters, mental health matters, and it does. We are having the discussion in Christian world, in the Christian world and in uh, so many different genres and 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 we're having this discussion about trauma and ptsd and depression and, and, and people are disclosing and people are are becoming more aware of the importance of stinking therapy that it's not cliche like if you go to see a therapist it does not mean you're crazy it just means that you have some emotional mental health things that need to be addressed and I said before, I said it on one of my TikToks, I said, like, sometimes we, you go to therapy to deal with people who refuse to go to therapy, right? How do you uncover and, and deal with life on life terms? You know, how do you deal with trauma? How do you deal with severe depression when you feel suicidal, when you feel like giving up? When you're so stressed out, you feel you're going to lose your mind. And so the reason why the, the powers that be, whoever started the counseling field identified that we need to begin to assist people because we recognize that it's just not a feeling. Like I'm not just feeling sad one day. There are systems in place to treat people who are hurting, right? And so I'm against, I'm not against anyone who wants to do what I wanna do. Right, I'm not against those people because we need more clinicians in the field. We need more clinicians of color. We need more male clinicians. <laughs> um, we need people who can meet people where they are, who are trained and developed to do so. Right, nothing wrong with that, right? Here's my concern is that we are now having people who one who say, hey, Samari, I want to do what you want to do. I want to write a book on integration because that's what I do. So for those who don't know, when we were now, I don't want to get lost in the sauce here, but let's, let's talk, let's talk. When I was going through grad, uh, undergrad, even graduate school, uh, the type of work that we were taught was called the biopsychosocial um, 
biopsychosocial assessment or the theology behind the biopsychosocial. It means how your biology affects your mental illness, cycle, how your mind affects your mental health and social, your environment, how that affects it. When we do integration, we also include the spiritual world, your faith. For me, I'm a faith person. Uh, so therefore I'm a Christian. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And so I learned integration, right? And so I didn't go through school, graduate school. Howard University did not teach us that. Okay, I graduated from Howard University. They didn't teach us that. What I started to learn was that even though the skill set that I had as a, as a, I guess called master's clinician now or, or, or a clinician, it was helping clients. But when I realized that those clients who had a faith-based orientation, those clients who um, had a Christian background, um, they would get better much quicker. And I would have to discharge it, not because it didn't show up, but because it got better quicker. Because we are all children of God. And ultimately, our hearts, our minds, and our spirits need to be aligned with what he has to say concerning us. And so I never gave up my, my background as a therapist. What I did was I understood the whole totality of a person, which is under, which, which includes understanding how the soul and soul wounds and our emotions work as it impacts our emotional and mental health. Okay. So the problem now becomes is that I do believe that we have people who have a gift to help people, who have a gift of, of counseling, have a gift, right? And just like I had a gift, my gift, I didn't become a gifted therapist because I went to school. I already had the gift. I already had the gift prior to I needed to go to school so I can so I could understand the system of how to use my gift, how to how to discern certain things, how to be ethical and about how I deliver services. But the gift is there. Right. But the Bible also says study to show thyself approved a work would need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. And so it also and I know that's about scripture, but it also talks about I believe that we can transfer that over to study and training in our field of practice. The reason why I, um, um, people think I don't like coaching and stuff like that, and which I actually do, is because we have people and I, I'm going to shoot it to you straight, whether you like it or not, who want to forfeit the process right? And it's dangerous because you're dealing with people's emotional and mental space. If you are not clear about who you are as a clinician, you can, you can damage someone because you're not qualified, you're not trained to do that, right? There are some clients how, that I've met with and they were abused severely. I've met with people who've been sex trafficked. I've met with Oh, I mean, you, I mean, abuse, I mean, severe trauma, abuse upon, upon abuse upon abuse. And I have to be careful because I'm trained, right, as a, the, as a therapist to help them, but I can't take them places where they're not, where they were not ready to go. And so remember, just as like, just as much as like, when you want, if you need a lawyer, you need to go to a lawyer. And if you need a neurosurgeon, you need to go to a surgeon. You can't go to someone who just has a one a B attitude. When it comes to therapy, there's a reason why we have this diagnostic statistical manual. Now, this is my desk wrapper. The real big one, y'all, it looks like a, a, a huge Bible. I mean, it's just huge. This is my desk reference. Therapists diagnose and they treat mental health conditions. Therapists treat emotional wounds that are impacting them today. And what qualifies us to do what we do as professionals is our training, okay? Our training. And it is going through a graduate program, 
sitting under someone for two years or three years, depending upon your licensure, who has who is fully licensed, getting our own licensure, right? Studying, even every two years, like as therapists, for those who don't know, we can't just sit on our, our degrees and our license. It's not, your license is not terminal with me. It's not, it doesn't last forever. It's not eternal. Every year we have to go through what we call CEUs or continuing education units to renew our license. The board that licenses us and that comes up with these standards have identified how uh, dealing with someone with a mental health condition is serious and they put certain standards in place so that we can continue to be the best and make clinical decisions based upon our clientele and that requires us to continue to get education okay so my license is not for renewal this year for next year so I literally have a folder of CEUs that I've already attended for um already attended. I still have to, I haven't quite got to my 40 quite yet. Uh, I'm almost there though, but this time next year, I will have a renewed license. Okay. So let me say this again. I'm not against individuals who want to counsel people. I offer clinical supervision. Uh, I've been in the field well over 10 plus years. Uh, I have my own private practice. I love seeing people doing the work. If I say another therapist, there's no, um, there is no, uh, competition because at the end of the day we're dealing with people who have so, who are hurting. I am against people who covet the 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 position. I guess who covet what we do. They glamorize it and they want to shortcut the process. What do I mean? So now you want to call yourself a mental health coach? Unacceptable. What do coaches do, Samaria? And why is it unacceptable? Well, first off, any coaching organization that has worked is salt, they will always tell you, they will always give you some kind of disclaimer is that we as coaches cannot treat mental health conditions. So if your coaching certification tells you that, then why are you calling yourself a coach? A coach does not deal with mental health in theory. You're not supposed to deal with things from the past. What a coach does is to provide coaching support to assist an individual in meeting their personal and professional goals through training and guidance, okay? They're not taking you going all of that to your past and your past hurts and your past wounds and giving you supportive counseling. They're helping you to meet your personal and professional goals. Therapists tend to look at what are the things that are stopping you? What are those emotional wounds mental health wounds that are stopping you from actualizing those goals. And we uncover that, we go backwards. Therapists are, are we go back to process trauma. We go back to process that divorce. We go back, back. And then we also treat things that have become a mental health condition. Okay, so if you hear someone say I'm a mental health coach, y'all not gonna like me, but that's okay. They are trying to literally do the same thing that we do, but they now wanna call it a coach. You know why? Because you can get your coach, coaching certificate in six days or a week. Not against coaching. Like I said, my favorite two people in the world are business coaches. Love them. Phenomenal work. Okay, phenomenal work. <laughs> okay, coaching is a viable field that continues to grow and makes people millions of dollars. It, 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 it won't go away. Um, I think people uh, who are doing coaching now, even though the field is inundated, it still continues to grow. And it is a viable, amazing field. 
Um, I think that I, we need to see more corporate coaching. I think a lot of y'all who are coaches need to consider getting into corporate coaching because there's a great need for that, particularly in this pandemic, right? These are certain things, opportunities and changes that have happened uh, in the coaching or in the pandemic. But a lot of coaches who are more like your one-on-one individual, they're, 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 they're kind of shy away from that. Um, I think it's out of fear, but that's just that's, that's neither here nor there. But consider doing co- corporate coaching, okay? So I say all that to say I'm not against coaching, but when someone identifies themselves as a coach, what they're really trying to do is a mental health coach. They're they're just trying to do mental health counseling without calling it mental health counseling to to avoid liability. If you are a coach and you got a certificate in five days, you are not qualified to treat mental health conditions. A mental health coach, by theory, is is contradictory in, in nature. We don't do mental health coaching. Okay. Now, some people say, well, I've gone through life trauma and I've gone through things myself and I've been depressed and God brought me out. I went through a divorce. And I went to grief and I lost, 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 lost. Now I'm qualified based upon my experience in this abusive relationship. Therefore, I can help people. Let me get my coaching certificate. You having experience is a great thing. I'm not saying you cannot um, uh, do anything. But again, experience does not qualify you to work with someone who has a mental health condition, okay? So um, I always put these disclaimers in my book because people reach out to me like, oh, I love your work, I love what you do, like they really do. And I'm not against uh, people, a coach in general, but I have a problem when you're calling yourself a trauma coach. Like by theory, coaches are not supposed to go back to emotional mood, but you're a trauma coach? Absolutely not. <laughs> you're a uh, mental health coach. Now let me tell you what the, how people kind of um, get under the, the rug. So they say, well, I have experience working with folks who have mental health. And so therefore, no, <laughs> I can I can do what you do. Uh, no. So let me tell you this. There are many different roles or things that you can do in the mental health field that never necessarily have to be a therapist. You can work as a case manager. You can work, work as a peer support specialist, even though the peer support was initially uh, for a lot of folks who are in recovery, but a lot of people uh, who have mental health conditions um, go through peer support programs. We use I use a lot of peer support because they are just amazing in what they do. Um, you could have been the secretary. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You could have been, uh, you, so you can do different things within the mental health field and not necessarily be a therapist. What these people do is say, oh, I can deal with the therapist because I have quote unquote experience. But listen, if you didn't go through a school of higher education and you were taught how to use your DSM-5 to diagnose to diagnose and treat mental health conditions, I don't care what kind of experience you have, you are still not a mental health clinician, okay? So let me also make this very clear for those who have followed me this long, I do understand that all counseling is not mental health counseling, okay? This is why I'm not against Christian counselors or things of that nature. There's pastoral counseling, there's like chaplain counseling, there's uh, marriage and family counseling. Now, um, just so we could licensed marriage, family therapist, uh, though the LMFT, uh, they are considered clinicians and they can assess and diagnose mental health conditions because that is a licensure that, uh, again, allows them to do that. They just focus on, you know, marriage, family, and therapy, okay? So not against that. But all, like, uh, counseling is not necessarily mental health counseling, okay? And so I certainly understand that <laughs> you can do something within the counseling field and not necessarily be a mental health counselor. Uh, another example of that would be just Christian counseling. A lot of people confuse the two. When I first started, I saw people Christian counseling, Christian counseling. And uh, I didn't even know that. There, I thought that 
still you are licensed therapist and you also are a Christian. I didn't realize that people go through certification program or they become a Christian counselor. I'm not against that as well. Um, but I'm I am I am at I am concerned when people say, oh, I can get my certificate in four days or uh, a certificate in three days, uh, six or six weeks or whatever, and now you can treat mental illness. Are you serious? You're joking, right? And then you call them, well, I have experience. No, you don't. <laughs> you have an experience in the mental health field. If you cannot take your resume, right, go to the hospital down the street or go to the, the mental health clinic down the street, okay, and submit your resume with your licensure that shows that you can treat, assess, and diagnose mental health conditions, you are not a mental health therapist, okay? But again, I certainly understand, and all forms of therapy are relevant. I don't think it's not relevant. I'm not saying that. If you go to a pastoral counselor, that is relevant. Some of the most profound therapeutic moments you will have can be in church. I'm not telling you that. But guess what? Most of even your pastors, think they'll, they'll recognize that I'm a pastoral counselor. I'm not a mental health counselor, okay? There's a difference. Now, so let's talk about Christian counselors. And I agree with Christian counselors, and the answer is no. Um, but I was recently, uh, so I guess, so I get, I have Christian counselors that follow me. I do a podcast uh, for Christian counselors called Counselors and Conversation for Christian uh, counselors. It's really for Christian therapists. Well, you, you know, we, we can bring you on Christian counselors, okay? We, we, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm not, I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, but once again, so let's talk about why this is a problem. Um, I was recently um, looking at someone's flyer, right? And they say, you can get certified to counsel in six weeks. Okay, no problem. Um, and it says you can treat mental illness in the, in the flyer in six weeks. No, ma'am. Remember, I just said all counseling is not mental health counseling. Okay, so you can, you can do some kind of counseling, but not mental health counseling. And definitely not in six weeks. No, there's a reason why there's a graduate program for you to go to, okay? Uh, ideally, this is what I think you should do. If you really want to do Christian counseling, um, you should go to, a, you can, if you want to go to a K-CRAP, which is how we become licensed as licensed therapists. But let's say, for example, you say, hey, I don't really want to do counseling. Like, I don't want to do mental health counseling. I just want to do supportive counseling. I want to do some sort of faith-based counseling, Christian counseling. I don't really want to do a therapist counseling. That's fine. You can go to Bible college and do Christian counseling. There's a master's degree in that, there's a PhD in that. But I have a problem when you do a certification in six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever. And now you say you can treat people who have mental health conditions. No, you cannot. <laughs> so remember, past wounds, traumas, abuse, mental illness. That's not for a coach to treat at all. They tell you that in your certification programs. If it's a viable one, okay, it's a viable one. And remember, I said all Christian counseling is not um, is not necessarily mental health counseling, okay? And that is okay, okay? But here's the thing, and this is why it's important. I'm not against these people because the average person who may have, they don't know the difference. So they don't know if I'm seeing a mental health coach, they think they're seeing a therapist. They don't know that because you haven't disclosed that information. You told them you could treat a mental health condition. That's why you call yourself a mental health coach. You get a Christian counseling uh, certificate in six weeks and you put on the flyer, which is you did wrong for that. I don't care what anyone said. Don't come from me. You are dead wrong for that. You can now treat mental illness in six weeks. But their whole certificate, their whole licensing program that require you have a master's degree. You cannot treat mental illness under a certification program. 
I don't care what kind of experience you have. If you didn't go through a higher a level of education where, where you had to learn to assess, use your DSM-5, treat mental health conditions. No, you cannot treat a mental health, uh, a mental illness and uh, get a certification in six weeks. Now, am I against certification from curve? Absolutely not. No, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people who have their own certification program who have PhDs and doctorate degrees in Christian counseling. I get that. I'm not against that at all. But I think everyone has to respect their lines of service so that there's no liability on anyone's part. There's no liability on your part, and there's no liability on the on the um, on the, on the client's part. Okay, there's no liability. But again, the average layperson does not understand the difference. They don't know that you're technically not a licensed therapist. As a matter of fact, if you look at the Christian counseling certifications, they'll give you a big um, uh, certificate, right? It looks like a doctorate degree. It's so big. It looks like a PhD or, or master's degree. No one really knows that. That's, you know what I'm saying? And so you have to be, you have to understand. Um, well, I think you have to be integral about that. Okay, you know you cannot you can you can do some kind of counseling, but not in six weeks. So, uh, what are these who who benefits from certification programs? This is my opinion, but I think those who are in ministry would do very very well because again, a lot of things you do in ministry has a, a surround the, the counseling field. Like you may have a doc, a, a master's degree in, in ministry or doctorate in ministry, um, and a part of your ministry is to try to counsel people, and that is okay. We as an organization get a lot of referrals from counselors. Not counselors, but from um, other uh, churches and things of that nature, which is fine because they know that we're very bold about our faith. As far as myself as a licensed therapist, okay. Um, so, but again, if you say I'm called to do ministry, a lot of times your ministry will surround like um, some kind of counseling at some point. It's not going to be mental health counseling, but some counseling, right? And so you should have some techniques, some understanding of how to do that. Just supportive counseling, like say for example, you're an apostle or you're a prophet or you're running a church or something like that. It's just, it's just something that's going to come along with the territory and you need additional level of certifications. I also think that those who are like myself, maybe you went to a secular, um, a, maybe you went to a secular school that didn't teach you anything about uh, the spiritual world or, or counseling or deliverance ministry or things of that nature, or even counseling from a Christian perspective, you may want to get a certification in addition to what you already do so that you are very well versed. I do have my own training program. It is for licensed therapists. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shameless plug called Couches and Conversations. You can go to my website, www.samariacobra.com um, and, um, and, and look that up. But again, we don't, um, those are for licensed clinicians. So that's why we do like treatment planning and goal setting and how do you write your notes and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I'm not against Christian counselors. I just think that everyone in contact, let me give an example. For me, I'm a therapist, okay? I'm not a psychologist. I do have a doctorate. My doctorates are in doctorate of philosophy. That's why I don't say I'm a psychologist. No, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a licensed therapist. Now, psychologists and therapists tend to do very similar things, but I don't, I'm not walking around trying to say I'm a psychologist and you need some kind of testing done and or educational testing or or something else. And, and I'm not I'm not qualified for that because that's not my role. I'm also not a psychiatrist. Okay. So in the so there's there's this huge um, interaction between therapists and psychiatrists. Psychiatrists, for those who don't know, uh, they are the ones who are medical doctors, but they issue you medication for a mental health condition. Now, as a therapist, <laughs> 
because there's such a huge interaction between us too. We had to take courses about medication. I had to take courses, uh, uh, right? I have stuff the book called Psychopharmacology. Boringest thing I ever heard of. I didn't, I didn't want to go to school to learn medication. And so that's not my, even though I had a general knowledge of some medications, I cannot counsel people on the, what medications to take. Now, how that works is if I have a client, which happens pretty frequently, who says, hey, I'm on this, on this medication, Samaria. Do you think I should take it? Hey, I'm on this medication to gave me this side effect. What do you think? I can't advise them because I am not <laughs> a psychiatrist. Now, because I have some knowledge, I can't, I can, what I tend to do is I say, oh, did what? That side effect? In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I don't think we'll do that. <laughs> I know certain medications take between 14 and 21 days to get into your system, but I'm not going to start counseling my clients based upon the medication. What I will do is contact the psychiatrist myself or if uh, you know what I'm saying and say hey such such says this because sometimes uh, the therapist can get get to the psychiatrist quicker than the actual client believe it or not if I say hey I'm uh Samaria and I'm with Kingdom Creative Counseling and we have a mutual client you know what I'm saying as long as it's consent on file I can try to help the client work you know kind of coordinate that but I can't tell us that they're the the client hey well um this medication that's supposed to do that, don't take it. Like, you know, I can't say that because that's a liability for me. I can't counsel beyond my field of practice. Even within the, the therapy world, everyone has different specialties, okay? My, I, I have worked in addictions, but my specialty was not addiction, it was trauma. Okay, I work with children, but my, you know what I'm saying? I, so my background was trauma. This, I don't know, I don't know eating disorders, okay? And so I still have to say, even within the therapy world, there's so many different limitations, but there's also, and it's really a liability. We are trained and taught to practice within our scope of practice. And then if we want to get additional education, we want to get additional things, we can get trained in that. So then we can counsel people based upon what we've been trained at, okay? And we respect those lines of communication. Okay, I'm not trying to be the psychiatrist. I'm not trying to be the nurse practitioner. I'm not trying to be the one, uh, the, the therapist that specializes in uh, eating addiction. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's not my area of expertise. That is respect. That is professionalism. So I think that when it comes to people who want to help people, I want everyone to go do it. If, if you feel like that's what God has called you to, but do it the right way. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. There's a reason why your mental health is a concern. There's a reason why your mental health is billable by a healthcare insurance. There's a reason why your therapist is considered a specialist. There's a reason why these things, what do you want to do with someone who has a borderline personality or someone who's, who is suicidal beyond belief? Or, you know what I'm saying? What happens if you're not trained and you're the person that they were seeing? If I have a client today that calls me up, right? And they say, Samaria, I'm going to commit suicide. I know exactly what to do because I've been trained. That's what my training teaches me. And I know how to CYA, you know what I'm saying? Cover my butt. <laughs> Documentation. Clinician assess for. And if I had, I had situations where I've had people who are coaches who, who overarch with a client or overstep their bounds of a client that I'm seeing. I had a client recently who was like, my, my, my coach told me I need to take medication. Now, for those who don't know, um, as a therapist, I'm doing what we call a diagnostic assessment, right? Um, I don't put the client needs medication. <laughs> I put client is referred to XYZ psychiatrist to evaluate to see if the client meets the criteria for medication. You understand the language there? So I don't tell the client that they need medication. I tell a client, we're going to refer you to a therapist or whomever 
to determine if they think medication is needed. And I always make it clear because some people think, oh, you send me to a psychiatrist, I got to take medication. No, you and that psychiatrist will talk about it and determine if medication, and let's be clear, I'm not against medication. By any means, I know I'm a Christian. I love God. I believe in healing and all faith, healing, falling out, you know, deliverance, all that. I believe in all that. I also believe in medication. Sometimes you got to take your medication, okay? So, I, so you, you understand what I'm saying? So a lot of people do things, but I, I've had clients who say, well, my, my psychiatrist says that I need to take medication. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My, my coach says I need to take medication. So really what it is, and I'm going to go back to the subject of why people do this. One, they don't want to submit to the process. Listen, it's, it's still a process. Is it an easy process? No. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. Okay. It is still a process. And so they want to do is forfeit the process to do what therapists do without submitting the work, without submitting to the process of becoming. And when it comes to your medical and your mental health, that's one of those things you got to submit to the process. I don't know about you. I don't care what kind of uh, skill set you have. I don't want someone who's not an actual medical doctor treating me, period. So why do you think it's okay to get a four-day certificate and say, I have experience in the mental health field? You see what I'm saying? I know I'm hitting you hard. I'm not trying to, but I'm just telling you what my stance is because I'm one of those per people who do integration. People read my books. Uh, I get a lot of great feedback and some positive, some, some constructions, constructive feedback, excuse me, which I'm okay with, as long as it's respectful. Um, and people say, I want to do what you do. And I didn't make it clear. No, I'm a licensed therapist. And I'm not telling you that you can't do what I can't do. Uh, I'm not telling you that I'm the biggest bad thing. I am telling you to just go ahead and submit to the process. Is it going to be easy? No. I had someone recently who um, was at a, well, I won't, I won't tell you in detail, right? I won't tell you in detail. But they were at a graduate program of counseling education, right? Didn't want, didn't complete it. I guess got too stressful. Then ask me, hey, do you offer certifications for coaches? You were just in a master's level program, but now you want to come and ask me, I'm not a coach. I am a licensed therapist. You were just in the pro, not the exact same program I was in, but you were doing the steps that it took to get you there. But now you don't want to go to that graduate program, but now you want to be a coach. You see what I'm saying? We have to be integral about these things. So people do this because they don't want to submit to the process. Also, it's because they want to forfeit. The, they want to forfeit the steps. Let me get it quick. Let me get a ticket in six weeks. Let me get it real quick. Okay. Why is this important? Because again, people are hurting and people are dying and people need help. People are hurting, they're dying, and they do need help. And mental health matters. But the average lay person does not know the difference between someone who got a certificate in six weeks versus a certificate in four days, unless you let them know, okay? And um, versus a licensed therapist. So if they take the say if they just see Christian counsel, they don't know that technically you're not really a therapist, and technically you don't know how to deal with um, the, the you know say you don't you're not really trained like efficiently and effectively. They don't know that. Your certificates look the same as ours. And again, I'm not against, I love the people that, that like, if you listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rock with you, but I'm going to tell you the truth and do it the right way. I am a licensed therapist. I still submit to my board for as long as I possibly can. <laughs> and I say that because I may not, in my, in my thinking about my future, I mean, in my thinking about, do I want to be uh, doing this type of counseling for the rest of my career? I don't know if I want to do that.
Not that I mean, not, not nothing wrong with it, but you know, sometimes you evaluate, you change. Okay, I still use my diagnostic statistical manual. Okay, every week. This one is beat up. This is my decimal. It's beat up. Okay. Um, it, when people come to see me, they are coming to see a licensed therapist. It's not, you know, church. What's the matter with Jesus? He's all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is not church. It is you are seeing a licensed therapist. Okay. Um, and who also is very bold about her faith, who has gone through the process of even learning integration in an appropriate way so that I can now assist people. Now, let's talk about inner healing. So inner healing should be, again, be addressed by a licensed professional. A licensed clinical professional. Because in essence, what it is, is psychodynamic therapy or psychoanalytic therapy. We just put Christ back in the sessions for where he belongs. All right? So what should you look for if you are wanting to see, to see a therapist, look at their credentials behind their name. Now, if you look at my website right now, I don't put my credentials necessarily because it's a website, <laughs> but on my business cards, on um, my, you know, when I sign off on paperwork, um, things of that nature, I always put my credentials. Um, also, for those who don't know, if you are licensed by the state, um, that license is always public record. My license has never been uh, reprimanded. So if you type in my name or just put Google, my license and my license number will, 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 will more than likely pull up. My MPI, which is called my National Provider Enumerator, I think it'll pull up. Uh, my business has its own, what we call MPI, that pulls up. <laughs> In order for my, uh, my practice to be licensed um, by the state or to get approval for my, um, my limited liability company, um, for a licensed therapist in the state of North Carolina, depending upon your credential, you can't just go to the state and say, hey, here's my here's my um my my paperwork well actually it's called a pl professional limited liability company you have to go through your board your board approves your board says hey this person's license has never been reprimanded hey now we we approve her to go ahead and get your plc okay um and and that's for different business structures within that so i say all that there's always checks and balances you cannot work in the mental health field as a therapist unless you go through a k-crep accredited school so i'm not against other schools but also know if you want to do mental illness or work with individuals who have mental illness, you need to go through KCAP accreditation. Now, uh, there's different schools that are not KCAP accredited. I'm not against those. Like if you want to go to Bible college, you want to go to a different Christian counseling college or master's degree in Christian counseling or something like that, and that's fine. But also know the, limit, the, the limitations to that. I know people who've gone through master's degree of uh, of Christian counseling or even a PhD in Christian counseling, did their dissertation, did all their work. And it wasn't necessarily a KCREP accredited school. It was a different accreditation. And I'm, I'm okay with that, but I cannot um, um, speak for all therapists. I think that as long as you have some kind of training and that that um, college has some type of checks and balances where a lot of them used to have to do similar work. Like you still have to do like your, 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 your classwork, you still have to do an internship, you still have to submit under, uh, sit under uh, someone who is credentialed um, under that, you know, who has practice in the field, like a clinical supervision. I'm not against any of that, okay? Some, some therapists may be. So I wanna make this very clear because I know again, people read my books. <laughs> uh, you may sign up on my training program. I do have my own training program, things of that nature. For what I'm saying, I do not support um, the use of mental health coaches or the use of Christian counselors who are, who are certified to treat mental health conditions. That is inappropriate. 
And I've seen multiple, multiple people do it. I've seen flyers where they name different things, narcissism, bipolar disorder, um, uh, whatever, and get your certification in six weeks. No, ma'am. And if your experience did not include <laughs> for a mental illness now, if your experience did not include going to a accredited school, getting fully licensed, you know, things of that nature, then that is not appropriate. Okay. And I'm hitting you hard, but I'm telling you my stance. Uh, and my disclaimers, if you look at most of my books that are like teaching other clinicians, I have a disclaimer, like a big old and bold that most people skip past that also tells you that because I've never, um, I've always had that stance. Okay. And again, it's because we like, what are you going to do? There's some complexities. I'm not talking about somebody's mildly depressed. Okay. I'm not talking about someone who has a little bit of anxiety. Like you, anybody, you don't talk to anybody about that. But when someone has a mental illness, that's a problem. When you think you can treat someone with mental illness, you got a certificate in six days or six weeks. No, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Now, if you don't agree, it's not up for debate. Okay. We're not going to discuss this. You know my stance, right? It's in all, like I said, all my books that when I'm training with someone else. Now, if I'm talking about depression, I'm just talking to lay people. I still put a disclaimer in there. Um, but all my disclaimers, all my training courses, anything that I do, um, I'm telling my stance. And also, let me tell you what also will happen. You will have people, and I'm, I'm almost done, y'all, who know this, right? And they create their own coaching <laughs> certification program, which is really just a piece of paper. It ain't really like, it ain't really a certification program for real. You can't really take that and use that for anything, right? And they'll call it coaching inner healing come on y'all they they just changed the language now i know some of y'all ain't gonna like it. that's okay i'm still scenario Culver. i'm the founder of cleaning creative counseling i'm a licensed therapist and published author i treat mental health conditions and i help people to get free spiritually emotionally and mentally free through jesus christ okay all right y'all be blessed we'll be back another time another day oh oh i forgot one last thing y'all i know this kind of Let's talk about this last thing. This last thing for real. I did my whole thing. Hold on, y'all. I want to show y'all this. Let me tell you what, what happened. Have y'all ever heard about Dr. Love? Dr. Love, the love. Now, Dr. Love was a, his name was Dr. Love Robinson. Look him up. Dr. Love Robinson, all of his life, wanted to be a medical doctor, okay? And so guess what? Dr. Love became a medical doctor. So we thought <laughs> at the ripe old age of what, 18 or 19? Dr. Love actually went to prison. Why did Dr. Love go to prison, Samaria? Dr. Love, I'm looking at my, the thing here. Dr. Love went to prison because he was treating people with a uh for he was treating people um he was found guilty of practicing without a license okay he was impersonating a doctor now he went and got a few degrees but it wasn't a medical doctor it was like some kind of sort of it was it was some neuropathology something where it's like neuroscience or something like that it was he wasn't really a real doctor okay and he went to prison for that let me make this clear Make it clear, make it plain. If you say, I'm a Christian counselor and I can treat mental health conditions, 
but you don't, you have not gone through the process. Well, I'm a mental health coach. And you had not come through the process. You just, you know, maybe you're the case manager at the hospital. Maybe you're a peer support specialist or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. I think you like Dr. Love. I know it. She did. I think you Dr. Love. Don't listen. It is what it is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Y'all be blessed. Bye. <laughs>